All right, guys, we are back. This is the Collar and Elbow Wrestling Podcast with me. Who, who am I? That's right, Kenny Oak. And who am I with, as always? Oh, let, let me hear it. I Not hate one. you. you suck, I hate you. You suck so much. You're the worst. It's ah, me. Anyway. It's me. It's that... <laughs> I wish my name was Dog, and I could spell D-O-double-G. R-I-S. Yeah. Uh, oh, anyway, it's been... Oh, man, I really wanted to discuss what we're discussing this weekend, or this past weekend, but due to unexpected circumstances, we had to push our Wrestle Kingdom talk to tonight. But still, very excited to talk about Wrestle Kingdom. A lot of good things happened. All around was just a solid show. Uh, really nothing bad in the entire show. There wasn't one match that left you kind of dry-mouthed and, you know, feeling like you didn't get your money's worth. And there were definitely some matches that felt like you should have paid more money to see. Bubs, I stood up and I, I stayed up to watch this. You did not. I watched it live. I didn't. You, were, you were asleep. But um, I will say this. Watching it live... This is the first time I've watched it live. I've always re-watched it the next day or even in pieces days later. This was well worth it. This one was bigger than – it felt bigger than last year's at least. And uh, I would do it again because um, exactly kind of some, the stuff that we thought would happen happened. Some other stuff did not. We're going to talk about that in some detail. But the card picked up where we thought it would pick up. And um, a big surprise in that Cody Rhodes and Nobushi's match was not as bad as we said it was going to be. No, he but we did freedom. say if this match was going to be good, it was going to be a Bushi yeah. carrying it. Um, another huge surprise was the winner of the main event, Bubs. We we gave a hard, hard yes to Naito. We like, did. We were convinced that this was Naito's time. Uh, I believe the entire world was convinced, but... New Japan goes another direction. They 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 give the nod once again to Okada, and honestly, there's no one better right now than Kazuchika Okada. Uh, Storyline wise, you know, it made sense to to give Naito to win, but I'm I'm very curious to see who goes after Okada now throughout the year, uh, and now whoever does beat him and whoever beats him at Wrestle Kingdom is going to be a huge massive star. This went a different way than we thought, but I'm not mad about it now. At first, I was a little confused, and I was like, you know, this, the storyline-wise, you and I think like WWE. We really do. And the storyline says that it had to be Naito. And a lot of people all over the internet and all the bookers were like, oh, it's got to be Naito because the story's perfect. But mm-hmm. the story's not perfect because it took Okada years to get his win at Wrestle Kingdom. So if it's going to be Naito, it might be next year. It could be the year after that. It might be somebody else. But uh, we'll get into that a little bit, Bubs, when we get to the – the end of that card there, because we got a few things we're going to discuss before we talk. Wrestling yes, let's go ahead well. and get to those things right now, just so we can get, because there's some things that I'm not that pleased with, not that excited about, just want to get those out of the way right now. I want to talk a little bit about Raw and SmackDown this week. And uh, first, let's jump into, very quickly, <laughs> and don't want to linger on this for too long, and that's the in, the new Impact. A uh, couple couple news stories coming out of Impact. One, they're going back to the four sided ring, which no one's excited about. And two, the new Impact World Heavyweight Champion. So you're telling me you're not excited for the normal ring to be back? So you like the six sided ring? Yes, just because it was like it was the one thing that set it apart. Okay, and that's and now it's as generic and now it's as generic as can be. Okay, well, they, yeah, they definitely needed more than a six-sided ring to uh, bolster their their viewing and, the, and their product. They need to have some stars uh, on that product. But uh, one there, one thing you can do is when you have a star in the making or a great storyline developing, what you can do is go ahead and take that title off of somebody unexpectedly. <laughs> that is a star in the making, and uh, they kind of kind of happened. It was earlier today, actually, at a taping, so you're not going to see it just yet, but the internet could reveal it to you. And our man, Bubs, Austin Aries, debuting again on Impact Wrestling. Yeah, don't don't call him our man. I I don't like this at all. Okay, what you've, do you like you've about got it? A, you've got a star in the making, a guy that you've been building for quite a while. The people have been wanting this to happen, and that's Eli Drake 
being the heavyweight champion. And then for his reign to be so unceremoniously ended and in such a, a quick fashion, it was yeah. a one-minute match. Under a minute, they said. So that's to 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 an aging, you know, star like Austin Aries. Okay. It's just Impact does it again. They did the same thing with Alberto El Patron. They yep. they do this with you know established guys, and of course, where did Austin Aries just come from? Well, the cruiserweight division that failed in yeah. WWE. He he just came from the WWE, so they try to capital. They've always done this. They always try to capitalize on whatever is fresh from WWE to try and get those extra viewers in. And I don't think it's going to work here. Aries isn't a big enough star. He's not, but he does have a following. A lot of people like him because he's a great talent and he is an aging star. So if they just debuted him and let him go into some yes. irrelevant menial feud though that would be worse than this don't you think no it wouldn't be worse it would at least give you i i hate because because this of course is just to kind of drive some sort of ratings the ratings that they're getting now are barely in the uh six figures um and so this is just kind of a ploy to be like oh Austin Aries just came back from the WWE and he just won the title so now we're going to get a huge spike in ratings no you're not you're not at all because there's been no build to this. Build right. brings ratings. Write that down real quick. Let me get that. Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna put that on a hashtag and make a make a shirt out of that for a collar and elbow merch store. The best thing they can do with this is to hopefully give Eli Drake the opportunity to chase now, even though he's no longer the he's champion. He's chasing now. He has chased for a while, but now he gets to chase some somebody else and another well known name. So this is it's just a storyline at this point, but the storylines are kind of wasted and menial because no one really cares about Impact Wrestling. I care about some of the people on there. I'd love to see EC3 yes. come back around. I wouldn't mind an appearance by Bobby Lashley to do some real stuff and something bigger than Impact, but it's sad to see Austin Aries go back. I didn't like seeing his entrance today, <laughs> and and I wish the best for him, but uh, Impact Wrestling yes. is not going to be anything legit. It's, yeah, we're uh, already talking way more about it than I wanted. I'm sorry, we are, but... um. Prayers for that title one day. One day <laughs> Prayers for the impact title. <laughs> one day it'll mean something. So um, SmackDown was very yeah. ho hum this week, Bubs. Yeah, was not a big fan of SmackDown. There was not a lot of uh, story. Um, I guess what's the word I'm looking for? Progression. Sure. There's no story progression. Sure, you had oh Daniel Bryan made a handicap match. No, Shane McMahon Shane, made a handicap yeah. match for. Uh, the main event, which, oh, surprise, surprise, they're going up against Shinsuke Nakamura, Randy Orton, and AJ Styles. Yeah. I, I feel like those are the only three people that they have in the main event scene, and they use them way too much. Well, now you have a guy like Sami Zayn, undeservingly, in that scene as well with Kevin Owens. So they're, the, the scene is big in a way. They have people in there. But who's the top star out of, outside of AJ Styles? It's kind of hard to tell because Orton never loses clean. They're True. trying. To, they're trying to make Shinsuke into something relevant, but he still keeps floundering a bit. And Orton, uh, by default, is the big star. Yes. Besides AJ Styles, by yeah, default, he is. Just, just because his, of longevity. Yeah, and his record alone, and things like that. So, it'll be interesting to see what we get after the Rumble, because, like you said last week, they still have the handicap match official for the Royal Rumble between Owens and Zayn. Yes. Against AJ Styles, and they could become co-champions i hate that so much i i liked that he brought that up because at yeah. first we've been debating like how's this like whoever pins aj yeah. is going to take the title and that could kind of lead to some tension but i like the fact that they brought up as the co first ever co-champions like that's so good that fits into their character so well okay and i but i dig that do you want to see it you want to see it actually happen no no, I want okay. AJ to retain, Absolutely. and I want whoever wins the – well, whoever wins the Royal Rumble, I feel like it's going to come from Raw just because SmackDown won last year. But, you know, you could see John Cena winning the Royal Rumble <laughs> uh, and taking on AJ Styles. I don't want to see the Freebird rule <laughs> with the world title. With the world In, in any capacity <laughs> like this, but – um. I did hear our boy Bully Ray say something today on the Busted Open. Who will he, be at the 25th anniversary will, of Rock Which show. a lot of people will be. We'll be discussing that one next week as well. It's going to be a pretty good show. Um, he he made a good point to say that Owens and Zayn could win. 
if they, he said it's going to be the leadoff match at the Rumble. They beat Styles. Oh. Styles enters the Rumble. Styles wins the Rumble. Styles then makes a challenges for his re his title basically again, and it becomes a triple threat match at WrestleMania between those three. I hate that idea only from that, the aspect that Sami yeah. Zayn is in it, and he's not deserving to be in that type of a scene yet. I think. But um, this could we have. I mean, it's it's too soon to tell. But we'll be doing Royal Rumble rather quick, bubs. I know it's choices. fast approaching, and that's going to be a. It's so tough to pick the Royal Rumble. I did not see Randy Orton at no, all winning at last all. year. It's just so difficult to choose because it's such a chaotic match. Yeah. Now a couple of years ago, you know, you knew Roman Reigns was either going to win, or we all kind of saw Triple H coming in and winning. Yeah, we called that one. That one was pretty easy to call. Uh, but, yeah, it's going to be very difficult to call the Royal Rumble just because, well, now there's two Royal Rumbles for us to predict. There are. That, that's going to be interesting. First a lot of women's one will be a difficult one as well. It's going to be difficult just because there there are a lot of deserving women. The, the way that the two women divisions are built is that every woman kind of feels big enough yeah. to win. But... I don't think they have, there's enough active women right now to fill in a 30-woman no. Royal Rumble. So there will be a lot of returning women, a lot. I you know I think people like Kelly Kelly might come back. Yeah, Molly uh, Holly is going to come back as well, they reported. Uh, you might see Beth Phoenix make an appearance. And I'd like to see that. I don't. This match is going to be a little bit gimmicky at times. There's going to be some older women from uh, a couple generations past popping in here and doing some stuff. But this is going to be... Trish, Lita... Yeah, it'll be great to see him. This is another first, though. Earlier in the year, last year, I mean, at this point, we saw Carmella be the first uh, women's money in the bank, which is a big deal to say you're the first to ever do something, right? So after the Rumble this year, we're going to have a first women's Rumble winner. So it carries a lot. What if Carmella wow. wins both buzz? Come on now. When does she How? cash in that damn briefcase? After she loses at WrestleMania. Okay. When she wins the Rumble. That makes sense. Though. We could book That's that. That's not my pick. That's okay. not my pick Let's at all. Okay. For that. But, but yeah, um, the rest of SmackDown, um, not a lot of story progression, which I hate. I hate when a show doesn't progress stories, especially one as big as Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon. Yeah. You know, they seem to be best friends and you know, strong co-workers again. So that's always exciting. Yeah. They'll have to flip flop again a few more times, yeah. but uh, you remember what I texted you about uh, Daniel Bryan and who he could be facing at WrestleMania. Yes. That? So I said that Renee Young intentionally asked that question to AJ Styles at the interview about if she thought it was fair of Daniel Bryan to, to book the handicap match. That's a, that's a small stab of uh, plugging some heat there. Yeah. For a possible match. Now tell me this. If Daniel Bryan is going to wrestle at WrestleMania, which we both want, don't you want to see him in a big draw of a match? If you want to draw Could you, numbers. Oh, man. If what you if? Draw numbers, who do you okay. put him up against? Because it's not Shane McMahon. So here's what happens. Yeah. So do you think if he is going to wrestle AJ Styles, is the title on the line? No. AJ will not have okay. the title if this happens. So if AJ loses before loses the Royal Rumble not loses at the Royal Rumble, does this then almost guarantee? Because it, it could very well, Daniel Bryan could very well cause that to happen. Or yes. AJ could have some animosity for that match even happening, period. Mm -hmm. And AJ, he, he lost at last year's Wrestle, uh, golly, Royal Rumble. So I don't think he cares about wins or losses here. No, and they can have but, him lose. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's not going to affect him. He can always you can always just put the title back on him later on. Yeah. But him losing the titles that does that then guarantee a match with Daniel Bryan? Does AJ wrestle as a proxy for Shane McMahon? I don't know if I'd call it a proxy because I think they would want to do Shane in some type of different angle at that point because Shane's going to want to be on the card. I think everyone will want to see him on the card in some capacity because he can put on an entertaining match. So. But they're also not going to make it some stupid type of triple threat or tag match if you're putting AJ Styles on the main WrestleMania card. So no, I think it becomes a one-on-one -on -one thing with Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. And for a lot of people, that's a that's a dream match in a way. It might have been a few yes. years past that people wanted this. But if you can do it, if you're going to use Daniel Bryan, if you want to draw big numbers for your 34th WrestleMania, 
you put Daniel Bryan on the card and you market him going up against the what the best wrestler in the world. So yeah, and I don't know. Last time, last time WrestleMania was in New Orleans. What what happened during that WrestleMania? Do you remember? right, right. So that's your favorite. Yeah, so a it's a good years. opportunity. Oh, it's a really good one. That that crowd. A lot of those same exact people are going to be there. A lot of those same exact. I have a lot of Daniel friends Ryan. that that went to that WrestleMania that are going again this year. Um, the people will be hot for it. There's no way that they put Daniel Bryan in the Royal Rumble and have him win the Royal Rumble. Absolutely no way that happens. Nor do they have him go in it and lose it again. No. no I hope they've learned that lesson. Twice they've done that, and twice it ruined the yep. Royal Rumble experience for everybody. So I think for that match to happen, it has to come with AJ Styles losing. Yes. At the Royal Rumble. There has to, he has to be like legitimately upset about the position that he was put in, and then they can they can start that that feud between them, and then Shane will have to work something else. He could he could draw Sami Zayn in a match basically, and Kevin Owens could do something legitimate. But this time last year, AJ Styles was slamming Shane McMahon's head through glass, like through yeah. limousine windows. So. It'd be interesting to see how this build. Has. AJ can build a match with anybody. Like mm-hmm. he's just he's just that damn good. Uh, so yeah, I'm very excited to see where a SmackDown goes from here. But I wish we could have seen a little bit more out of this week's SmackDown. We saw a good amount in this week's Raw. We did. We saw a tremendous uh, segment, mostly with our boy Braun Strowman. <laughs> yes, he is our boy for sure. Grappling hook is the hashtag. And <laughs> why was there what, a grappling hook there? I don't know why with. it was there. I don't know how he found it so easy, but I love that he did. What else are they going to have this guy do? This was creative. I don't know. This I did not. And I, I yes. Um, it looked like they were hurting. Yeah, like that looked like it fell right on top of Brock's back. Ugh. Um, but man, what a great segment. Like, Braun can do no wrong. Like, no. these are such, like, silly gimmicky things for him to do, but he's getting them so over in such a, a monstrous and beastly way. Like, yeah. people aren't just rolling their eyes like, oh, he flipped a flipped an ambulance. It's like, oh, my God, he just flipped an ambulance. Yeah. And it's not, oh, he found a grappling hook and pulled down the stage. It's like, oh, my God, he pulled down the stage. Like, Braun is – he's amazing. I love what they're doing with him. They're not going to stop. Like the next thing he pulls down or pushes over or pulls, we're not going to be surprised anymore. Now, when he when he wins the Universal Title at the Rumble, now we're not going to be surprised because he's now capable of doing it. Will he ever flip the ring? He might be able to. Well, he could maybe lift it up on one side and then. Oh, don't say that. Now they're going to book it. <laughs> Vince, hey, come on, to us. Me... He's going to take this idea and run no, with he it. Does. Uh, yeah. Okay. That wasn't the only thing that happened on Raw. Um, <laughs> let's let's shoot to the beginning when you had Jason Jordan uh, coming out with his his Shield brethren. <laughs> He's becoming and the most hated person on Raw very quickly. He he is. This is working perfectly. It is working. now. Yeah, I hate it. So this is exactly what was supposed to happen. So. If you didn't see it, I loved it. Jason Jordan comes out with with Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns kind of as the new shield, talking about how they're the most, you know, talented three-man group in all of WWE. Um, how Jason Jordan and then of course the crowd's booing him, but Jason Jordan keeps playing into it, you know, playing that kind of clueless heel role, yeah. which I love. I love that he's playing heel right now and he's not trying to be yeah, I love it because it's working. The crowd's booing the shit out of him. Okay. Roman Reigns can get over this way by just like <laughs> That's punching him. Um, but then, Bubs, then we see the club come out. Balor. Balor. Balor club. club. Those, a lot of people have been waiting for this for years now. It's going to go nowhere. Is it not going to go anywhere? I'm like, so unsold on this. No. I want it to happen. But the Good Brothers are just not that type of material, I think. They were in Japan, but er, here they're not. But in Japan, you have a lot more freedom to you do, kind of do. Like you can be a dastardly, nasty heel in Japan because you can look, you can go up to a kid into his face and just be like, you're a piece of fuck, kid. Yeah. And you can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that here. 
and I'm wondering if um, now that they're going to try out this this Balor Club thing, if it's eventually because I mean they want they all want to play heel. You have to imagine they all want to be legitimate heels here. But um, is that going to work for all three of them? Is Balor going to be able to do what he wants in the environment that WWE creates for their characters? And it's very restrictive. So it's going to be it's going to rely on a lot of great ring work, and he can do it. Yeah. He's not bad. Anderson isn't terrible terrible in the ring. I'm just not sold. I like on Anderson. That. I think Anderson's pretty solid in the ring. He's, yeah, but I'm yeah, not, it's Gallows is the weak link for sure in the ring. Yeah, I, I just don't know where it's going to go. If they're going to do some type of, if it's going to be a trip, uh, if they're using that towards a WrestleMania thing, that's going to burn a lot of people too because they want Finn in the Universal Title picture. Well, here here's how Rumble. you make this work. Here's how the Bullet Club worked with Prince Devitt, mm-hmm. now Finn Balor, as the leader. What made the Bullet Club so effective is that they didn't just come out and cut a promo and then go backstage. No. They would come out. They would interfere in, in any match they wanted. They would you know, pick somebody and just beat them up. You know, That's what made the Bullet Club so, so great. It's what made NWO so great. You know, that's what makes these kind of heel stable so good is when they can just come out and just wreak havoc on any and every match. You never know when they're going to show up. Like the Nexus did. Exactly. So that's what you have to do if you want to build these guys as the next great heel stable. You just got to you got to make it feel like at any moment they can come out and ruin a match. We got to see them in the main event, though, is really what that yes. that came down to. And uh I just don't like Jason Jordan talking, and I, I tweeted yesterday after because um, in the mid to late, it's late, the later part of SmackDown, Gable and Anderson, or wow, Gable and Shelton oh, Benjamin, yeah, were in the ring cutting their their promo against Daniel Bryan, and uh, Gable was on the mic for a good good few minutes, just going at it. And if you compare those two, he's so much better. He's so Gable much is so much better. better. And he, I think he, and I think in the ring they, they're basically both the same. They have a little different, differing styles, but he's so he's so far advanced charismatically and and working the promo that it makes yes. me sad that sh- that he's the son of Kurt Angle and Gable's not. Gable would have taken that role and would have he would be over as a face right now in that role. I think so. Jason Jordan, not so much. Now, if they've always wanted whoever that was to be a heel, J- Chad Gable could have gotten over even quicker. Like, they really tried to push Jason Jordan as a babyface in that role, and it just didn't work. But I think with Gable, it would have. Maybe it's his voice I don't like. Maybe that's it. It's very childlike. Yeah, very young. We mentioned this. Yeah. Like he sounds very much like a 12-year-old. I don't know, Bubs. We'll see. We'll see. Unlike us, of course, we sound so manly. Oh, very manlike. Yes. It was a good ride, though, in general. I liked the show. It wasn't too bad. SmackDown was very underwhelming. Yes. Now, let's get into the meat and potatoes of what we came together to talk about, Bubs. Uh, one more plug it. here, Bubs. We don't want to forget oh, this real quick. Well, I'm Wait, sorry. What am I forgetting? It does, involve, forgetting? It does involve Japan, but... The Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes have now officially oh, set yes. a date now for their their ten thousand seat uh, show that they're doing that they're self financing on September first, Bubs. So Whew. late this year, that's a Saturday. So I'm wondering, what's it, what's it being called? Do we have a name for yes, it yet? It, they're calling it All In. Mm. It's also coming up as All In 2018 as well. So that's a Saturday, and I'm wondering. Yes. Obviously, dates aren't. Uh, I don't think are out for anything WWE related, but. If there was something happening that weekend, that's a great plug by them to take that Saturday. It could take away an NXT. It could also take away a WWE pay-per-view the next day as far yes. as viewership goes. So we'll have to see what, what comes up from that, Bubs. But that's going to be good. They need to draw a lot of people. And and like I was – we were talking about this earlier, but I was you know walking around the mall today. Um, you know, Kid was at school. To, I was off of work, got to spend some time with my wife. We were just walking around, going to Hot Topic, and I'm just like, let me just look at the shirts that they have. I know that they have you know, a deal uh, with with these wrestling brands, and I go in, and there's a lot of Bullet Club shirts, bubs. It there was are. pretty much all Bullet Club except for one Chris Jericho shirt, which is his Alpha Club shirt that he's wearing now, and one LIJ shirt. But everything else was just Bullet Club. Like, are, is this a bigger thing than we think it is? No, because it is a big thing. 
in comparison to what we normally think about for merch sales, it's it's really not. But uh, I don't know. Their following is uh, it's like I said. It's like I said before. It's very niche, bub. You have to be in on it all the way to love. Yes, but they they are about to have their own show. They are now. It's going to be a one time thing, and we're going to see if they can actually pull it off. So if they do it. Then maybe it is a bigger deal, Bubs. But it's it's down the road where they're talking about away. I'm very interested to see how it turns out, just because I want to see if this is something that could be sustainable. Mm-hmm. You know, we could have some viable options outside of WWE. And yes, New Japan is a viable option, but there's such a lack of an American kind of flair to it that it's hard for a lot of, you mm-hmm. know, Americans and casual fans to get into it. This is going to be an independent thing they're doing here, so we could see a lot of people show up to this or be promoted for this, obviously months in advance, to try to get these tickets sold. So a lot of guys that aren't wrestling or that won't be wrestling by then, or dudes who can do their own individual contracts, no one in WWE can, but um, we could see some unique names show up that could really draw. So I don't know. Time will tell. Yes, very interesting. Now, let's get into what everyone here is, what everyone is here to listen to. And that's, you know, a recap pretty much of Wrestle Kingdom. And I don't know about you, but I would definitely give Wrestle Kingdom a solid, a solid A. I wouldn't call it an A+. I feel like some of the matches were definitely lacking. Okay. uh, But not lacking in a way that, that made it, you know, bad or unwatchable. Just there was just a little bit missing, like in the Tanahashi J. White match. There was just a little bit missing. Okay. Um, but all in all, it was just a phenomenal. It was a great show from top to bottom. Every match was good, so it definitely deserves that A rating. The other attendance spiked like something like nine thousand from last year, and uh, sales were crazy. Twenty five thousand additional New Japan World subscriptions prior to this, including like I think thirteen thousand a couple hours before it started. So yeah, there was people- like a thirty five percent increase in New Japan world subscriptions people were really getting into the product they want to see it live i wanted to see it live this year so i was waking up for it and it really was worth it it's one of those like eight and a half out of ten type shows for me some mm-hmm. lacking some lacking stuff you, you mentioned there in the tanahashi and white match i wanted a little more in some of the tag stuff as well but this was it was good bubs really what we were looking forward to yeah and i'm, I'm very pleased with how it turned out um you know, start starting from the top. You had, of course, the New Japan Rumble, as always. Um, I got my tiger mask. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I got appearance here. Yes, and you got your Jushin Thunder Liger. Uh, so I, I hate the, I hate this match. It's not a good match. No. Um, but it did have a feel good ending with Masahito Kakahara, <laughs> who uh, came back from uh, battling cancer. Yeah. To win, so so you you start off the night with with a feel good story, which really this was the only feel good story of the entire night, Bubs. Like this was a setup for how <laughs> kind of like gut wrenching the ending is. Yeah, and then some uh, some good up and downs here in the middle of it as well. We, we didn't call that match, but it's that that match is pure chaos as it was. You're gonna a lot of old. There was no way you could call it because you have no idea who's going to be. Who, you have no idea who's going to be there. I got to see Takamichi Noku, and he's my dude. Mm-hmm. It's great to see him. Cheeseburger always showing up whenever you don't want him to, and he's he there. might win one year. <laughs> he needs to win one year. Give the guy some chance. Chase Owens in there as well, but uh, that was it. But we didn't call this one. We actually started off with the Young Bucks Buck match for our our picks, and we both lost. Yeah, I Bucks. we both really thought Ropongi 3K were going to retain here a lot. That was a that was a real theme of the night was just title changes galore, which really made me nervous coming to the uh, the main <laughs> event. Yeah. So, not too bad of a match, though. It's exactly what we thought it would be. Yes. Um, I think every Young Buck match you can call the exact same way. I really thought 3K would win this, but they're not done yet. They're going to keep doing some some stuff throughout the year. So the the road is very open for them down down the rest of this year, Bubs. Yes. And so, okay, so we did both pick Ropongi, and then on to the next match, another kind of tag team match but this is a very different kind of tag team match it's the gauntlet match mm-hmm. for the never open weight six-man tag team championship uh now with this match uh also a taco michinoku uh, sighting here um 
there was there's a lot of chaos, you know, no pun intended, mm. uh, in this match. Just just because of the time slot, they they were given 17 minutes, but with you know what are there like six teams or something like that. Yeah, there's a, there was a lot in here. There was a six. lot yeah. going on, a lot that you had to cram in to kind of have this match happen. And I think you know the first two matches, I would give them kind of C plus B minus grades. This one was just this was exactly what we thought it would be too. Especially, man, I love the War Machine. Man, they do some, yes, they do some great stuff. Big fan of. They were out quick, though. They left early, uh, kind of a sign <laughs> of their life here. Michael Elgin driven probably, but Suzuki Goon as well. And it just, I don't know. I wasn't really too much into the match. I got my winner, which made me happy in the end. Really excited about this one. about that. But um, the next day at uh, the new day or the New Year, New Year Dash event the next day um bullet club won the title back so chaos is no longer these these six man yeah. open weight tag champs <laughs> that doesn't matter though it doesn't they, matter they won on this night that means ishii can get back to doing whatever he wants in the singles world and we'll see what happens from there but uh i, I wasn't too impressed with the match some individual which is kind of it's kind of bullcrap because you chose chaos i chose bullet club in this one yeah and I feel like I should like that should just be because of what happened afterwards. Mm, no. I feel like that should just be you would null and that, void, but and this the entire event. night should be a draw. They won the match, so no, thank you. That's good stuff crap. there, though, Bubs, and it was good. This now let's talk about Ibushi and Cody because that's next, right? Yes, absolutely. Let's go. This um, we both we were both very down on this match. We said you said it would be the, the worst match of the night. It was not the worst match of the night. Possibly. And yes. um, what we both wanted to see was Cody to open up, Cody to do I, – I don't want him to act like a WWE wrestler in the ring. And him going up in this environment against somebody who can do anything allowed him to kind of broaden his styles a bit. And we really got to see that here. And yes. both of us were actually surprised, I think, by the winner because we both picked Cody. But um, we yes, also got we an early spot of the year contender – with the crossroads off the off apron the, onto oh, the ground. That was such a scary move. That, that is that. what I kind of want to see from Cody. Okay. Quite impressive, in fact. I feel that's just, and that's something that we've we both talked about on the kind of prediction shows that Kota Ibushi is not afraid to do crazy stuff in the ring. And that was definitely, it wasn't in the ring, but it was definitely something crazy to do, just period. Yeah. You know, to take the crossroad, which already is kind of, you know, you, you have to, the way you have to maneuver your body to take it, you got to swing it over. And to, to be swung off of a platform, essentially, onto the ground, it's just, it takes a lot of guts to do something like that, to take a move like that. Mm -hmm. I'm glad they did it though, because it, it really yeah. worked out, and it was great to see. We got to see some uh, heel Cody stuff as well with Brandy and Brandy. Yes, <laughs> looking great for her. Look great to see her out there. Tremendous great for, talent. Looking great for her. You're yeah. gonna say for her age. She they're young bubs. Tremendous talent she is. Yes, but nonetheless, Coda gets the win here. I kind of want to know what you think about why. Why not have? Because we thought this would be a great angle to push for with Cody, have him be yes. somebody who's a who's definitely over in Japan. Now maybe a Kota Ibushi push. How do you feel about that? Possibly because Kota, it kind of looks like he's made kind of a return, almost like a full time move to Japan. So this could be kind of a lead in to that. I'm using the word kind of a lot. You are, uh, but Cody. You know, he, he's lost some big matches here lately. Maybe that could be part of a furthering story where he starts to feel like he needs, you know, he, he's losing. He, he's not as confident in himself as he used to be. Maybe he starts to blame Brandy. Okay. You know, it just it's just further character development possibly is the only thing I see out of this because I definitely thought Cody should have and would have won, but he didn't. I like Kota Ibushi, though. So. Yeah. I'm very interested to see where this goes from here. And I would actually like to see Cody continuing to branch himself away from the Bullet Club. I don't think he needs the that kind of a draw necessarily. So I don't. What's with that too, hair, though? Yeah, I mean character development, isn't it? In some <laughs> way, it looks terrible on him, Bobs. 
he's gonna he wants to be different, Bob. So let him be different. Okay. Hopefully, this can be a bigger year from him, and we can see some better match work. Especially, that's what I want to see. But um, right. we'll now take a loss on, the, on that one. Yeah, but I made it up you in did. the next in the next match with, uh, which was Killer Elite Squad defending their. Uh, IWGP Tag Team Championships against LIJ, Evil, and Sonata, which I love both Evil and Sonata. Everyone knows this after, you know, the last episode. But uh, definitely some strong... This is where the strong style started to uh, rear its its beautiful head. Um, And it started with Lance Archer and Davey Boy Smith, not the other way around. It was Archer, so physical. Archer and Davy Boy come out and just start destroying not only <laughs> not only the, the people around the <laughs> ring, but yes. evil as well. They hit his, <sighs> they hit their finisher within like thirty seconds of the match, and it was nearly and I wouldn't say nearly over, but Sonata had to make the save at that point, and that's when I was like, "Well, this is where the card picks up, kind of like how we thought it would." Yes, this is exactly where we said the card would pick up some steam. The poor young boys. On, yeah. this, on the outside, they they were abused. They were in tonight. Yeah. Yes. Um, we did see, you know, like you said, a possible finish to the match within the first, you know, minute. Right. Um, that would have been absolutely crazy. But yeah, the match went on for another, you know, 13, 14 minutes, and it was just hard hitting. It was a thing of beauty. This is what tag team wrestling is all about. Mm-hmm. This is what I love about the new Japan style. It just it had a little bit of everything. And once again, we got new champions for the third time that night. Uh, we we saw some new champions, and it would not be the last time. Right, and I've been. I don't want to say indifferent. I have been uh, mildly impressed, but nowhere near impressed as you have been with Sonata. Lately. Love Sonata. Oh, what, love what this did for me was watching this match. I realized that I, I'm a little, I guess, I don't understand Evil's gimmick and his character as much as I think I, I should or as much as I think I do because I really don't know what he's trying to do with his character. What it did also did was make me realize that Sonata, he's going to be in the next higher echelon yes. sooner, sooner than many expect, I think, and rightfully so. And... To compound that, it just made me realize how much I love Killer Elite Squad and <laughs> how good Lance Archer and Smith are together as some dirty heels and how much Davey Boyd looks like his dad. Yes. So. He, he's thick. He yeah. is strongly built. And his head is a square, just he, he like is, his dad. The, the fact that he wears jeans makes me literally think of his dad <laughs> a lot. And it, it, it's actually really like cool. Like the late 90s. Yeah, when, when, when Davey came back to the WWE and he started yes. wrestling in jeans. Really good match, though. This is where it picked up. We saw some good stuff. I don't mind the – I take the loss here. Hopefully, LIJ, Evil Sonata can do some good stuff with this tag title. Don't expect Killer Elite to go anywhere, bubs. No. They're going to be right there. And they're going They're going to stay in that IWGP Tag Team Championship scene. I think they're going to be staying in NJPW for a while. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm definitely excited to see where that leads. And then Evil and Sonata, they're the, they're the future of this company, especially Sonata, in my opinion. He has the look. He has the in-ring ability. He's going to be absolutely huge. And like I said, I think it's going to be sooner than later. So we'll see where, where those two are for next year. I think that's a big Wrestle Kingdom for both of them next year, and we'll see where they're Maybe at. Maybe against so, each other. Why not? I'd buy that too. So now, On, I, on, on to the next about match, this, though. Right? Last yeah. time, you're a big mark for a hair versus hair match, bubs. And um, <laughs> though we didn't best. really understood understand this whole, a whole lot going into it, it really wasn't much more complex than what we thought a yeah. couple weeks ago. But this match was very good. Suzuki's great. That strong he's, style oh, really so, showed up big time so in this good. match. He, he choked out. He had him. He had him lifted up. He choked. He up did on the turnbuckle, and he passed out. <sighs> now, and I was thinking about this. If I were to book something like that. And if I was the wrestler in that situation, I would possibly say yes, choke me out. You know, because I was thinking of this when I was watching Raw. And when Samoa Joe slaps on the Coquina Clutch, you know, I would be like, look, dude, seriously, choke me out. Make me pass out. It's going to yeah. make you look like an absolute stud. We need it. And I'm not convinced that he wasn't passed out in this match. Like, legit out. 
it's hard to believe that they can they can keep some of this stuff so protected but still make it look so devastating i guess yes it's very impressive it takes years to do this so good but you're looking at two veterans here who who did this and this match was so aggressive it was Suzuki kept trying to hit his his pile driver, the gotcha pile driver, and he, he could never do it. He kept wanting to do it, and it ended up biting him in the ass because he was so proudful to try and hit it, and he, he couldn't. He ends, up, he ends up losing the match, and there's a lot of pride in what he does and a lot of pride in the right, he does style not let, as well. He does not let Goto cut his hair. No. He, he cuts it himself. Yep, in the middle of the ring. Yes. I like that. You know, I, I really like that too. Yes, he lost his title. That's a That's a pride killer in itself. Um, you know, there was a lot at stake for him in this match and for him to be like, no, I'm going to take this basically going out on my own shield. Yeah. Which is how I saw this. All in all, it was a great match from, from that tag team title match on there. This is where the car just, it went from a B minus B straight up to an a border Mm. border bordering on a plus at this point. Yeah. And we'd seen a lot, a lot of uh, a lot of stiff stuff, right? A lot of a lot of that strong style up to this point, and then we move on from this after Goto oh, wins oh. to the junior heavyweight title, right? And this is where it goes from an A to an A plus. It, it it they drop back after the next couple of matches, but this match right here absolutely blew all expectations out of the water. We were both wrong in our selection here, but I I mean I don't care because I was I very. Either. This was the entertaining the entertainment aspect match. Of the of the late card here, Osprey, Scroll, Takahashi, and Kushida. It was so good. We were convinced Osprey wasn't going to win. Very convinced. Yes. But he ends up ha- he put on the best match. He did. He did the. He had the best performance in this match and all the stuff that he was doing. And I was so I was sucked in. I, there was a, there was a lot of false finishes here by almost every person. Where I would have been like, that's fine. You can end it there. And I'm very entertained with this match. But mm-hmm. um, they let him go. They gave him more than 20 minutes to do this. And it was well worth it because we saw a lot of good spots. Osprey was climbing like some uh, support <laughs> structure and jumping yeah. and craziness, bub. So this is um, he was hitting cutters left and right. He was. So I know you liked the match, but um, I I, I liked the match. I thought aspect. this might have been, if if not not for Omega Jericho, this could have been the match of the night. Okay. Um, the the outcome was surprising. Let yet another championship changed hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, we 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 thought Offspray was a shoe in to lose. Yes, like we, we were con- we were concerned that. that they wouldn't want to continue to book him uh, in this realm when you have a, a scroll who's been doing well with it so far and has been a surprise at least to the last half of 2017 as an up and coming star. But Offspray gets the win over Scroll, which is something he's been fighting for for a long time. Mm-hmm. Him and Scroll have been feuding for quite a while, and the story going in between those two is that Osprey just has not been able to beat him. Yeah. And so for him to beat him by pinning him, you know, to take the title away from him was kind of a big deal. It says a lot. I don't think that they should that's the feud I hope that they we can see again earlier or mid part of this year because uh, I don't want to see a four-way match decide those two's fate. I kind of want them to go at it one-on-one and Osprey to beat him clean one-on-one. I think mm-hmm. that'd be a great angle and they work so good together that those matches are going to be entertaining. So I really like this match as far as entertainment wise, this fell just short of the, the U S title match, but I really liked it bubs. Yeah. Um, really solid match. Always good stuff coming from the, from the juniors, but uh, the next match, this is, it went from an a plus down to an a, probably an a minus B plus for me. Because the next match, I, I felt it was pretty disappointing, honestly. Um, you had Hiroshi Tanahashi, the defending Intercontinental Champion, versus Jay White. Jay White did more than enough to hold his own. Don't get me wrong. Um, it's just there was just something missing. You know, I feel like it never really hit that crescendo that they were hoping for. And there was just, there was just something missing. I can't put my finger on it, but there was just something not there that i wanted to be there yeah in order for this match to have been something very memorable we would have needed i think a a spot that was very significant or an even longer match or jay white continuing to kick out of things or even a title change would have would have put it up on that level but this was i don't know a a pedestrian middle of the road type match 
And Tanahashi could have done better, I think. I think Jay White could have done a little better as well. But, uh, I mean, White did more than he was supposed to at his age and his lack of experience. But I wasn't – this match was not entertaining yeah. for me. I didn't I didn't care too much about it. Yet, I mean, I, we both were on lock that Tanahashi would retain because it's just not time for Jay White. And, and we were right. Yeah, and they've already plugged him now going over – or going against Kenny Omega. They did that the next day because he tried to join the Bullet Club and then he turned on it. So – that's a that'll be a better angle to continue the Jay White push because he's going to keep they're going to keep trying him out. This was a test match, Which and, I, and I'm I'm sad that this was a test match for him at such a major event. And uh, Tanahashi's got to drop that title soon, so we'll see what happens. It, it was a great way to give a win to Tanahashi. It was a great way. We said this going in. This was going to be more of a Jay White trying to you know prove that he belongs at the top. This was more of like you said a trial. You know, yeah. can he hold his own? And I think he did. He did. I think he did a, a solid job in this match. It's just this match didn't feel like anything more than just um, an appetizer for what it could have been, or really an appetizer for what we got next. Yeah. Which was probably, not probably, is without a doubt the best match of the night, the most talked about match of the night, the most hyped match going into it, and one of those rare times where the hype was exceeded by the actual match itself. Really glad that they made Omega versus Jericho no DQ because it allowed them to do all kinds of craziness outside. We got to see some blood back in the ring. We got to see some people going through tables. We got what we wanted, which was this this fight feel kind of between the two because Jericho has kind of he started that by first attacking Omega then busting him open and, and things like that in the, in the lead up to this. So this match absolutely blew the, blew the expectations out of the water. So cool, just from a visual standpoint, to see Chris Jericho walking into the Tokyo Dome to his own music down to the ring, bubs. I loved it. Yes. I, and as soon as the music hit, I go, wow, he went with a Fozzie song instead of his iconic Break the Walls Down, which he's been using since 1999. Um, I, I doubt clearly WWE it probably exactly. Yeah. Yes, but you know you could have seen some kind of variation of it. However, yeah. I do like that he came out to to a Fozzy song. Fozzy puts out some pretty solid music. They are. Um, so that was pretty cool. But yeah, like you said, so glad it was a no disqualification because. There was so much more that they were able to do in mm-hmm. this match in a story storytelling purpose. Uh, one of those things, one of the best moments of the match was he was putting the lion tamer on Omega outside the ring, and then he knocks knocks over Red Shoes, and then gets Red Shoes' son and puts him in the lion tamer, right. which I thought was. Was a great, great little bit of Heeldom by Jericho, one of the greatest, you know, characters of all time. I think Heel uh, Jericho. This was the best Heel Jericho I think we've seen. Even better than a few years ago when he was world champ. This was this was great Jericho, Bubs. He stole the camera from the cameraman, flipped off the crowd, took pictures. He attacked Red Shoe's son. He was a dirty heel, and he's so good at it. Yes, he's, he's one of the best heels ever in wrestling, and he can kind of continues to notch himself up higher on all these lists that we think of because he just doesn't stop doing it. And is it, is it safe to say that, can we call him the goat? Can we say that he might be one of like the greatest pro wrestler of all time? That's hard to, I mean, that's, that's a debate that happened immediately after this. People yes. immediately threw around the goat um, abbreviation that he's, now the best wrestler of all time, all because he went to Japan and did a match here with a guy who's super over right now. <laughs> yes. So I don't know. Like you're going to tell me that he's better than Flair. You're going to tell me that he's better than Cena or Austin. Is he? Has he? Is he more over than those guys? No, he's never been no, really more over than not. those guys. But that's Could not he, the question, though. I so asked. I, I think it all adds up. Wrestler, not entertainer. Who's okay. the greatest pro wrestler? People say Flair, people say HBK, and I 100% agree with those two. Uh, but you have to put Jericho in that conversation. He's been able to do it no matter where he's gone, mm-hmm. and he can do it. It's it's so easy for him. Yeah. And this match, he's 47 years old. He should not be having as good of a match as he had mm-hmm. 
right here against Kenny Omega. That uh, table spot after he took the V trigger, uh, it took a, quite a few. Uh, the V trigger was spammed big time. Took a lot of it, knees today. A lot of knees. Um, but then going through the table cuts his leg, and he's got Omega in the walls of Jericho, and you just have the blood just like dripping from from his leg. It's just everything about this match worked. And both Omega and Jericho deserve all the credit. No one person deserves more credit than the other. The hype was definitely, you know, give all the hype credit to Jericho. Without him, I don't think, you know, I don't think the subscriptions go up as much no. as they do. I don't think they sell as many tickets mm-hmm. as they do. But, man, he delivered in a big way. As big as Kenny is, and he's huge in the world of pro wrestling, even more in Japan, this was 100% Chris Jericho driven. No, he's huge, but he's no Chris Jericho. Yeah, and the benefactor of this match is going to be now Kenny Omega. He's going. This put him even more over down the road. And you mentioned Jericho being 47. Turns out he's not done. He showed up the next night at the at the dash, and he attacked Naito. So now, yes, we're, we're gonna. Where get, does he go from here? We're gonna get Tetsuya Naito against Chris Jericho. Okay, I'll buy that. Yes. When are you doing it? Dominion. I'm all I'll in. Watch it. They can just they can just spit all over each other. I don't because yeah, that's I'm, what. I'm down for they can both be heels to each other. This, um, the can. cruise, Omega Jericho yeah. on on the Jericho cruise. The Jericho cruise, exactly. That's that's going to blow up as well. So Jericho Jericho's great. He's in the conversation for the goat. He's going to keep trying to put himself over other people that are on that list that we all subjectively say is the greatest of all time. And this match was very good. Bubs, he hit the one wing angel right. Yes, and, but he grabbed the rope. Good. A rope. What a way to protect the move, but keep the yes. match going. And I heard, a, I heard a great piece of commentary. Uh, someone says, how poetic would it have been if instead of Jericho grabbing the rope, he would have just put the tip of his finger. The finger. Yes, just like Kevin Owens did. <laughs> like, <laughs> how great and poetic would that have been? It would have been good to see. I'm not disappointed in any of this. We got to see the walls of Jericho, but more importantly, we got to see the Lion Tamer. Yes, and a for lot him, of the Lion for him, Tamer, too. For him to switch up back to the his old original version of that is great to see. Codebreakers galore. Omega sold it beautifully. So many chair shots, boss. Ma- oh, so good. This match... It was great. We're talking about it this long because it was really good. Yes. And the story in the match was better than the buildup because the buildup has been rather short. It's been very quick. It's been it very, good. very bloody, but it's been very good. But this match told the story. And I'm very Unless you listen to the Jericho. hyperbole of the U.S. Uh, broadcast team, which are the, the English broadcast team, I, who, I like those guys. They're okay, but man, they put a lot of... <laughs> A lot of hype into these matches, talking about how, you know, the build to this match has been one of the greatest builds of all time. And, you know, these two are the two greatest of all time. And, of course. Uh, if my one my one problem I've had with New Japan throughout, you know, the last couple of years is the English broadcasting, not not on the Access TV side, which you know has its own set of problems. JR yeah. is just not what he used to be. He's not. Uh, Morrow and Barnett were a much better team than JR and Barnett. Right. But New Japan just needs to kind of they they need to get that that part of the whole production down if they really want to make waves here in the U.S. Which I think they're going to do. I don't think that uh, JR won't cut it. Kevin Kelly's not going to not going to cut it if the the product becomes a, a staple here in the US. So I'm not gonna count on that, Bubs. But um let's talk main event. You okay. said you said that Omega and Jericho was the best match of the night. Yeah. Uh I'm not I see you said it was like hundred percent no no doubt. Not even close. I, I'm not, not so even confident close. on that because I really enjoyed this main event. And of course the, the story's a little better than the Omega Jericho one as far as the build goes. But um we the story both... was was better, yes. But the match itself wasn't okay. And if this one, well, that two we're talking two different, completely different matches. No DQ right. versus with the with those two against the best wrestler in the world against the guy who can't beat him. So we both picked Naito, Bubs, when we did this yes. because the story says so, right? The Set story, up so perfectly. I just story, don't understand. 
No, I well, I think we both understand a little well, better now. Yeah, now now we do. Yes, but after you drink this in immediately while watching this, and as I told you the next morning when I when I totally gave you the Jericho spoiler, pun. No, stop it. Are you drunk? Punk? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Are you? We both when I when I gave you the spoiler, and I told you that Okada had retained, mm-hmm. you you reacted not necessarily surprised, but no. more, more in a like a what type fashion because we we didn't know why we, like why wouldn't they let Naito win? Why can't somebody beat Okada? I. Here's the thing. I was surprised. I wasn't terribly surprised. Um, I wasn't necessarily disappointed either in it. I think the perfect word for all of it was confused. Okay. I was definitely confused by the ending. Okay. Now, all signs pointed to Naito. Everyone wanted Naito. The crowd was behind Mm-hmm. Naito, and I understand that Okada, yes, is the he he is quite possibly the greatest wrestler on the planet right now. Him and AJ are up there as you know one and two or one A one B. But is it just that they're afraid to have Okada lose, or I I I'm not seeing I'm not seeing clearly the picture of this decision. Okay. I think I see it clearer than you do. Cause please we, explain. We both, we both think WWE booking. We always yes. do no matter what. So we think the story means the ending has to equal our Nido because he wins the G one because he's, this is his opportunity. He didn't do it years ago and he couldn't capitalize. And now this is his one chance to do it again. Well, it's not his one chance. The guy's not, done he's not retiring yes he's a little older than than his prime years but he still has years left to go okay so when i wouldn't we, say years though he's 36 he he has years to perform if, talk, if we're talking main eventing capability he has at least three or four more years as long as there's no injuries or anything crazy okay. happened to him look at tanahashi so if that happens then the story becomes bigger if they keep this feud going down the road now what you said was maybe they're scared to have okada lose Yes, I told you in our what we wanted episode for 2018 was I wanted Okada to get his title back immediately and become the greatest wrestler of all time once his resume builds down the road. What I think they're doing, Gato especially, and New Japan booking, is they are creating that monster as we speak. They don't want him to lose. They don't want anybody to even have the perception that anybody could be better than Okada. They can't take the belt off him because his robe and everything he wears and those pants... They're they're the belt, bubs. Yes. So if I didn't was, like the pants. <laughs> I, I like that he wore it for an event like this. It's something completely different. So why not do it? It now? was. It was cool. So Naito, if Naito's not the guy, which we both think he can be, he doesn't have to be this year. The story said he should be this year, and we both bought into it, and we both picked him. But it's it's not over for him. So if he can grind one more year, then that the story just becomes even better. If he goes through even more trials and tribulations, then he can do it again. Because once somebody beats Okada now, after he won number t- at, uh, at Wrestle Kingdom this year, the person who beats him is easily the most over in the company, right? Yes. Especially if it's for that title. Now, Okada lost at the G1. That worked out pretty good for which is evil. Which is the same thing that we say about Brock Lesnar, though. Yeah. You know, whoever we, – we keep wanting Brock Lesnar to lose, but whoever does beat him is going to be – you know, a huge star unless mm-hmm. Roman Reigns. Right. So I think they could have capitalized on that Brock thing a few years back now. It's a little late for that whoever beats him type scenario. So now I don't I, I do I really don't expect Okada to lose the title at this point this entire year. And if it's wow. Naito ne- if it's if it's Naito next year, then it'll be a great opportunity. It could be Ibushi, it could be Omega, it could be Sonata. We don't know yet. But they're, they're creating the monster that is the greatest Japanese wrestler to ever work in the program. That's what they want. So when it comes time for someone to beat him, if it is next year or even this year for the title, that person is put on a higher pedestal. And yes. it's not, they don't want it to be Naito yet. But Okada has held the title for so long already. He's already held it for over 500 days. Yep. How long do you see this going? 
if he, I mean, honestly, no, I don't think he's going to lose the title this year. I don't, we don't know the feuds he's going to get. So, into. so you're, you're thinking he might get close to a thousand days. Like I'm, as a I, champion. I was very serious when I said that they have the opportunity to on paper and through in ring performance, make him the greatest to ever wrestle in a ring in the entire world. I'm talking any promotion, any Make him the Bruno, the Bruno any, San Martino. Yeah, exactly. So, and better than that, basically. So any, any decade you want to go back to, I think they have the opportunity and he's the guy, I think. So push him to the, to the sky, give him the John Cena treatment until the crowd starts to realize, Oh, I don't like this. And they go against yeah. it. Cause that's bound to happen. And then at that point, whoever does beat him or at that point, you can turn Okada heel. You can. And then have him keep the title that way. He can run so, yeah. Exactly. And so that just that breathes more life into it. So, I, okay, I see where you're coming from with that. Um, if, if you have that happen, you know, it does start to get stale. You turn him heel, boom, he can hold it for another year. Mm-hmm. Like, th- this could last, you know, as long as they want it to because Okada's that good. I don't think the heel or face thing happens, or it, I don't think it matters as much for Okada because he's no longer the most over guy in the company. He's not selling the most shirts. That's Naito now. Mm-hmm. So if they were to push, if they were to now flip Naito, because he's in the gray area now, he's not a heel. People love him. So push him all the way face. Jericho can do that for him. Then you turn Okada heel. By next year, you could have a complete flop situation of what you had this year, but have Naito be completely over as a complete face, and then he could beat okada i wish naito was just maybe just three years younger because the way this is set up and this is going to sound absolutely crazy and i'm you know speaking with as much hyperbole as the you know u.s announce team but if naito was just maybe three years younger he could be the japanese equivalent to stone cold steve austin See, and I'm not so I'm not so sold on him being too too old, Bubs. I, he's thirty. He's turning thirty six in June. I know, but like, you realize that there's a lot of forty year old plus guys that wrestle in Japan and even in the yeah, WWE but not in, in the main event scene. Until he other than Tanahashi, until he cannot pull it off, then until and until his merch stops selling, he's going to be that that guy. So they have a few years with this. They don't have ten. I know that. Yeah, but if you're—I mean, I completely think they have three to four to play around with this idea. I just want Naito to spit in the face of New Japan management. Maybe hit somebody, plant like a uh, plant a young lion as an executive or something, and mm-hmm. hit him with hit him with the. Uh, oh, excuse me, <clears throat> man, I am struggling over here. Uh, hit, hit him with. You know, just hit him in general. Like, do the Stone Cold, give him the Stone Cold treatment, and you can have just a huge star in the making with Naito. If he was younger, but he's not. That's the problem. Okay. Well, we got we got some time this year, Bubs. The season just started, remember. So now we're going get to get to see some great stuff. He's got Jericho this year, or at least for the next pay-per-view yes. at least. So we'll see but what how, happens. What did you think about the match itself, though? I absolutely I mean, love the match. I did not think it was underwhelming at all. It could, I actually wanted it to go a bit longer if I had too to many be. Destinos, too many uh, Rainmakers. No. Yes, like no, he, he he kicked out of one legitimate Destino, and then he picked him up for after he hit his third one. He picked him up to go for the fourth. Yeah, so okay. he, only, he only technically kicked out of one straight cover. So. I don't think it was too much. Too much Rainmaker, if anything. Don't, don't tell I, me too much Destino. No, I hate the the like the stringing the finishers together. Like I have to hit two or three in a row to finish off somebody. Right. Like have you know pin Okada after that third one before you know have him kick out of that and then go for another one. Or after that, then try the double Destino. The, Just I, I, I didn't like the flow of it. I think the reason that that happened the way it did is because when ok- when Okada does his back-to-back Rainmakers, he hits one, but he maintains wrist control, right? Yeah. As they lay there, and that's something they did, that he did in the match, and he pulled him up again for another one. So in a way, it was Naito mocking Okada in a way by hitting his finisher, picking him up and maintaining wrist control in some way to hit a second one, which he countered into twisting tombstone rainmaker finish. 
So I, I liked it. I really think the ending was very exciting. I wanted the match to go a little bit longer, but I was not upset about how this match went from beginning to end at all. Okay, so now with everything being all said and done, what is your final grade for Wrestle Kingdom 12? This is an 8.5 out of 10, Bubs. 8.5 out of 10, okay. Yeah. So what kind of... Because we, we've already talked about all the greatness of this card. What are some of the things that might have brought down that number for you? Because you're so close to being a perfect 10. Like what, what were some of the things that might have brought it down? Probably, I mean, I was very disappointed in Tanahashi J. White. So if anything okay. happens better in that match, it, it can get up to that, that nine level. I don't think there's going to ever be a perfect card. But if we're talking great entering performance, a great uh, two matches at least, or three that tell a great story, which this happened here, it's going to be up there. But um, I, if you're, yeah, the late end of the card, IC title match, I want that to be something special, especially if you're throwing in a brand new face into the scene like J.Y. It should be memorable. It wasn't. And it, def- it was definitely one of the shorter matches of the final three. Well, it, it was definitely the shortest match of the last three. It yeah. was the almost, you know, the shortest singles match. Um, it definitely it deserved like it a little. Yeah. yeah, definitely deserved a little more running time. Uh, myself, I give it, and I talked about this. I give it an A, or which I guess would be another eight and a half, you know, out of ten. Before going with the numbers thing. And the reason for that is exactly like you said. There was just something missing in that IC title match. Um, a lot of championship changed hands, except for the ones that we kind of thought were going to happen. Um, and I was a little more disappointed in the ending than you were. Okay. But we liked the show, nonetheless. It was we did. Good. And, you know, that's, that's kind of what we get with New Japan is that the the cards aren't perfect, but they're damn near close. Um, we saw it all last year with all of their pay-per-views, all of their major shows. But, you know, this is another solid start to the year. Last last year at this time, we were all giddy over Wrestle Kingdom. Mm-hmm. I don't think it, it was as... I don't think we're getting as much giddy or as much excitement over this Wrestle Kingdom as we did last year. Last year put them on a higher pedestal because we saw what matches can be capable of. So definitely last year more excitement for sure. I don't think we'll ever see any hype as big as that for a while. And, you know, we want to know what you thought about Wrestle Kingdom 12. We clearly loved it, thought it was great. What do you think? Did you think it was the perfect card? You can let us know on Facebook at Collar and Elbow Wrestling or on Twitter at CAE Wrestling where we are very active, especially Chris, our our social media expert. He is always on, and we're always looking to talk to the fans. And that means you, Brody. You That's know, right. We want to hear what you think about Wrestle Kingdom, even though you probably didn't watch it. Anyway, we love we love doing this. We love growing the show with you guys. We want to continue doing this. We want to continue to see New Japan grow just as much as we want to see ourselves grow. So let's continue to help both pro wrestling just grow and become something special. We can all do it together. We can all, you know, let's just all make wrestling great again, guys. We'll see you next time.